298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky Station. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Authorities say a magnitude 6.9 earthquake that hit Hawaii's Big Island is the largest to strike in more than four decades. Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard says it was important that she come down to the area herself to see how evacuees are coping. It's been good and important to be able to be here and see firsthand what's going on both in the ground and the air. The previous large uh, earthquake in that area, the Pacific Tsunami Warning Center says, was a magnitude 7.5 earthquake. Back in 1975, NASA's newest Mars Explorer has broken out of Earth's orbit and is now zooming right toward the red planet of Mars. After a smooth launch early today from California, the Atlas V rocket put the Mars inside lander into a temporary orbit around planet Earth. About an hour later, the upper stage fired and put the spacecraft directly on a path toward the red planet. It will take more than six months to arrive for its mission. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher sees another distraction from the media. They're trying to distract from Iran and the uh, showdown, the looming showdown perhaps between Israel and Iran. So what does the media do? They go into their crap file. They say, okay, here's a crap file. We got anonymous reports. John Kelly has called the president an idiot. Would it surprise you if that's the way they do business? The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Just after 1 p.m. here at the Patriot, that means it's time for the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner, the big weekend wheel, Mitch Berg. He is in studio ready to go. Tomorrow at 2 p.m., tune in for the closer, Brad Carlson. Together they are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Let's take a quick look at weather. It looks like we could see an afternoon shower today. We'll top out in the mid-80s. Sunday looks beautiful. All sun and right around 70 degrees for the high. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back to Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280 and FM 107.5 if you're in the right part of town. The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info, 16 years strong and rolling as one of Minnesota's top uh, political, current events, history, music, pop culture, and anything else that grabs me blogs. It's a category all of its own. I'm also found on True North, which is found on the web at looktruenorth.com. Going on now its 11th year as the Center for Center-Right Political Opinion in the Upper Midwest. Uh, pretty much the place to go for all of Minnesota's best center-right political thought. And, of course, this broadcast, 14 years and change, 14 years, two months, and rolling as of today. Uh, bringing you the, the finest in Twin Cities weekend radio, radio, ergo the finest Twin Cities radio. Let's see, what else is going on? Brad Carlson coming up tomorrow from 2 to 3 here on the 1280 The Patriot. And King Banyan, good friend, uh, who is, uh, does the best radio show in America on economics every Saturday morning on AM 1440, The Businessman, where the Northern Alliance Radio Network pass it along. Uh, by the way, speaking of Brad and King, I had the great pleasure of seeing them as well as host emeritus Ed Morrissey 
last week out at the Marriott Southwest in uh, Minnetonka, old stomping grounds uh, for me actually, at the uh, Gallagher Hewitt event at the at the at the uh, at the Marriott down there. That was a lot of fun, by the way. First of all, we had our second ever Narn table, which was always uh, a, a, a lot of fun. I mean, the Narn table was uh, it's. I hope to make that an institution at these twelve eighty the Patriot events because it's just a it's it's an excellent crowd that hangs out there. We met some of our uh, people who obviously had to be fans because they paid something of a premium price to get to our table, and we just had a lot of fun meeting them and everyone else. King uh, Ed and I, Ed and uh, Brad and I had a lot of fun meeting the folks uh, both at the Narn table and everyone else as well. I mean, these events are always a lot of fun. I'm fairly sure there's going to be another one coming up, and I'm modestly, modestly assured that there'll probably be something in the way of a Narn table. Although, well, any, any it's anybody's guess. Radio's a funny business, but we'll do what we can here. Anyway, uh, it was an awful lot of fun, and we had a lot of fun seeing everyone that was that, that came out for the event. And of course, it's always uh, always fun hearing Mike Gallagher uh, spike the football over having been the only major national talk show host other than Laura Ingram to pick Trump. And Hugh Hewitt backfilling on the last two years of history, uh, where he was, I mean, I, he was not a never-Trumper, I think it's safe to say, but he was, like me, a skeptic. And by the way, I remain a skeptic about Donald Trump, although he's winning in a bunch of ways that i got to be honest, I would have never expected. Uh, there are people out there who are saying that if he pulls off the deal with North Korea, and this was one of the big subjects of discussion last Sunday out at the Marriott uh, with Hewitt and Gallagher, and Ed, uh, it was it was one of the big subjects of discussion. Well, well, I mean, what about this job that 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 Donald Trump has done in North Korea? Well, first of all, caution is entirely justified. Uh, Kim Jong Un and his father Kim Jong Il have uh, have taken us to the brink of hope many times uh, during the the last couple of decades here, basically to try and. In the same way that a, a teenager will passive aggressively grab a rake and start dabbing it at corners of the lawn when something needs to be raked up just to get everyone off his back, uh, he's the, the the Kim family has done the same thing in Korea over the years, many times. I mean, I, you have to go back about twenty years to find him really, truly, uh, really, truly buffaloing uh, the West. Here's the deal: the last time he completely bamboozled the West on one of these fake uh, rounds of accommodation. This would have been uh, Kim Jong-un's father, Kim Jong-il. It was when Bill Clinton was president. And perhaps even more importantly, it was when Madeleine Albright was the Secretary of State. Now, for those of you who, who, who have forgotten the 1990s, let me just give you a quick update. Madeleine Albright was the worst Secretary of State until John Kerry and perhaps Hillary Clinton. She's terrible. Just a, just a wretched, wretched excuse for a Secretary of State. I mean, Kim Jong-il would have probably needed to abdicate his office had he not been able to fool that hamster. I mean, she was just the dumbest Secretary of State of my lifetime. Uh, I mean, I mean she, she may have been worse than John Kerry because, thankfully, John Kerry wasn't presented with any great breaking too with much in the way of great breaking crises during his reign as secretary of state 
uh, his, his thankfully shortened reign. And Hillary Clinton, of course, had had a crisis or two, but nothing. I mean, nothing that they didn't inherit from the previous administration. So this is, uh, yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> the, so, so this is nothing new in a sense, is the, the point. But so, so we got to be careful. On the other hand. This is not the Clinton administration. This is not the Obama administration. This is an administration where James Mattis is the Secretary of uh, Defense and has a larger than proportionate role in foreign policy. Oh, yes, and, and our new Secretary of State is the guy who used to run the CIA and pr- most likely nobody to be messed with. And there's the little matter of Donald Trump, a person who, let's be charitable, might be just as uh, prone to making fools of his opposition as Kim, the whole Kim family has been for the last 30 years. So maybe this will be different. Now, the question was brought up, will Donald Trump win a Nobel Peace Prize for, for pulling this off, if he pulls it off? And, and by the way, not just this, but the other great uh, potential sea change in world politics, uh, watching the Saudi Arabians rapidly pull back their support for Wahhabism. And I'll have to explain that in just a moment here. But these, the Wahhabis, the groups, uh, Wahhabi uh, mosques are the groups. It's a, it's a very, very militant sect of Islam. And they're the ones who are behind the Muslim Brotherhood, behind Al-Qaeda, behind uh, ISIS to a great extent, and behind the radicalization of Muslims, including that percentage of Muslims here in the Twin Cities that have been doing radical things. And he pulls that. I mean, and by the way, among the among the various accomplishments uh, involved in in turning the Saudis, the Saudi royal family, away from uh, from support of Wahhabism, which had been a self preservation move for quite some time, has been backing away from their desire to destroy Israel. And something that that Hewitt and Gallagher didn't bring up, but they should have. And if I'd have been on the stage, <clears throat> it would have been brought up. Is is that it, it, how do I put this? The uh, the well, I may have to back up here just a little bit. It's been a long evening, by the way. I just got to say it's it's been a, a long day. So I'm I'm gathering about twenty different th- threads together. The, the Trump administration has been the first administration to get the Saudis to back away from their support of Wahhabism. Wahhabism is a radical sect of Islam that's been behind most of the Islamism that we have seen in the world in the past 40 to 50 years, at least all of the Sunni Islamism, not so much the Iranians. That's a whole other thing. But this is, this is where that particular breed of trouble comes from. And they have been the ones that have been supporting the PLO as well and paying the PLO to be a thorn in Israel's side because, of course, it has been uh, gospel, if you will, among Islamists that Israel has to be destroyed. Suddenly, you've got the Saudis defunding or moving to start defunding the PLO, to start start defunding the the Palestinian terror, to basically start tell, telling the Palestinians, you're going to have to have a diplomatic solution. You're never getting, quote, your, end quote, country back. Uh, time to move on, people. And reaching out to the Israelis to reach an accommodation against their mutual enemy, Iran. And for those who say it's time for moderate, so-called moderate Muslims to reach out and speak out and start doing something, this is it. This is 
the big doing the big doing something so far. Who knows? There may be bigger things in the future, God willing. But if Donald Trump, and there's no question that Donald Trump has been a driving force, and 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 by the way, his son Jer, uh, son-in-law Gerald, Jared Kushner has been the literal driving force behind this move, or at least in terms of negotiating this move with the Saudis. If Donald Trump were to be able to pull off a rapprochement between the North and South in Korea, that actually stuck. And that's an if. That's certainly an if, but by no means as big an if as it's been in the past. And if he is able to pull off a end to the to, to, to the flow of, of petroleum dollars to the Wahhabis and thus an end to the terrorism in the Middle East and, and by the way, to Saudi support for terrorism in general, including ISIS, and, and, and should pretty much put a spike in the forehead of ISIS, by the way, at some point here. When that happens, will Donald Trump then win a Nobel Peace Prize? Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Uh, because this is, this is, the Nobel Peace Prizes are determined by a group of academics meeting in Oslo, I think, not Stockholm, Oslo, uh, who, who are so detached from what's going on in the real world that they would, I don't know, say, give a Nobel Peace Prize to someone who's been in office for two months, uh, who's accomplished nothing, Barack Obama. So Nobel Peace Prizes are, basically episodes of institutional virtue signaling. They have no nothing to do with bringing peace. But Donald Trump, should he pull either of these achievements off, he'll be doing something, he'll have something much important, uh, more important to show, even if he only gets one out of two. He'll have something much more important than a Nobel Peace Prize and $100,000 to show for it. And what is that? Well, Peace in in the Koreas and the Middle East, uh, and exactly what form that takes, we don't know. It, it, what what is what would be the results of a treaty between the the North and the South that leaves Kim Jong Un in power? Who knows? Keep this in mind: uh, the fall of the Soviet Union didn't start with an attack; it started with uh, the, the final end game, at least, of the fall of the Soviet Union started with the Soviets realizing they were not going to win anything uh, violently and they were not going to win anything by subversion. And they had no place to go outward, so they collapsed inward. And it's entirely possible the same thing will happen with North Korea. We shall see, God willing. Why, by the way, I was out last week. I did a recorded broadcast. We'll be doing, I'll be talking about uh, what I did last week and when we come back on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Starts when you're always afraid. Step out of line, the man come and take you away. We better stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Better stop. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such 
a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406, or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks brings artfully crafted, premium quality decks to your outdoor home experience. Add a visually stunning and elegant look to your home with Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks. Patriot listeners, it's been a tough winter. You're beyond ready to get outside, feel the warmth, and enjoy your beautiful view in your backyard. Live your summer to the fullest and become the first in your neighborhood with a new Stone Deck by Minnesota Decks. Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks come with limitless design options, including a variety of textures, colors, and patterns. These decks are truly maintenance-free, resist stains and mold, and have no thaw or freezing issues. And they're ADA-approved slip-resistant. Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks are a great investment and will add value to your home. Visit mnstonedecks.com to see examples of their work. Experience the visually stunning and elegant look yourself with Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks. Visit mnstonedecks.com. Patriot listeners, save up to 25% on your business cleaning services. Are you thinking of changing your cleaning company? Are you looking for cleaner bathrooms, dust-free windowsills, and a higher level of quality control? Hi, I'm Jessica Carter, owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning car dealerships and office buildings throughout the Twin Cities metro area. You'll get high-quality service when you choose us as your cleaning service provider. Call us at 651-404-0132 or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. As a bonus to Patriot listeners, you'll get your first initial cleaning at no cost and up to 25% off your first full month of service. We will work hard to make your facility as clean as possible without breaking your budget. So call us today at 651-404-0132. That's 651-404-0132. Or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me. And I, I hope you will, because uh, that's what we do for fun on Saturdays. So, last week, perhaps you noticed, and perhaps you didn't, I, I took a what is a very, very rare uh, thing for me, a, a Saturday off from the Northern Alliance, and uh, did something that's even rarer than that, a pre-recorded show. Actually, we, we've had a couple of pre-recorded shows. We had had an even rarer occurrence two weeks before that, a storm day, which has happened twice in 14 years uh, on the Northern Alliance, at least for me. Uh, but the uh, I did a pre-recorded show, which is literally only the third time that's happened in the 14 years on this broadcast. And it's the first time I've done it for something other than a family trip or a holiday. And that would be because I attended the uh, big gun rights rally last week. Now, it's a it was a big rally. It was a great rally. It was organized by the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, co-sponsored by the NRA, the Republican National Committee. And it drew about 3,000 people. Now, you can bet <laughs> You win no cigar by predicting the strib, at least in their first edition of the headline, called it hundreds of people. Uh, 
it was it was just like it was you know going back to 2004 all over again I mean before we bloggers mocked them out of their their comic underestimates it's like there's a new generation of people uh, at the strip maybe the old ones all got laid off who knows anyway uh it was 3000 people and and I heard some liberals on social media going, huh, only 3,000. We drew 20,000. Well, yeah, they did do tra- draw 20,000. That's the way it normally works. I mean, liberal rallies draw lots of people because liberals love to stand around, wave signs. That's what they do. You, you get, get together a group full of liberals and say, signs up. And like a bunch of robots, they grab their signs and wave them around the air back and forth. Sometimes their tongues hang out of their mouths. A little bit of drool slides down their chin. Then they wave their signs until they're told to stop. And if you tell them, go to the Capitol and wave your signs, they will march onto the buses like Stepford Wives uh, with their signs in hand. Oh, they'll, or they'll get them from the stack of pre-printed signs that's being handed out by their handlers. And they will take their appointed places on the Capitol lawn and wave on command and chant, Hey, hey, ho, ho, whatever we're mad about today has got to go. And, and, and that, that's not literally what they cheer, but on the other, in another very more real sense, it is exactly what they do. And, and, and that's what they, that's, that's what a lot of them live for because it gives them the impression they've done something about, about something. Uh, when, when they want to march against guns, not perpetrators, mind you, but against guns, and primarily the guns owned by you law-abiding people, well, it's not important so much that they do something. It's that they are seen to be concerned about it. Now, and and, and so, yeah, they did draw, it was estimated 20,000 people, which uh, that was the, the Star Tribune's estimate, which means it was probably closer to 12,000. But uh, 3,000 people coming out to a gun rights rally is the equivalent of 30,000 of their people because these, uh, you know, we have day jobs, we have families, we have uh, hobbies, we have things we do besides politics, we have, we have church, we have activities, we've got the summer camp, we've got things we do that we enjoy more than politics. In other words, we're healthy, well-adjusted people. <laughs> we don't live for politics. It's not our religion the way it is for people on the big left. And so if you could get 3,000 of us to turn out, that's about the same level of effort and perhaps more political impact than 30,000 of the other side because our 3,000 represent hundreds to one of other people who feel the same way out and about the hinterlands, out and about Minnesota, here in the metro even. If you get 3,000 of us to turn out, you can bet there's 30,000 more who wanted to be there and 300,000 who were sympathetic. Now, there were some great speakers there. Uh, I mean, we had uh, Willis Lee, who's a Hawaiian-American uh, veteran, who's one of the me- members of the NRA board. Great speaker, great guy. We had the folks from the Gun Owners Caucus. We had uh, Lewis and uh, Daniel from the African-American, uh, well, Lewis Denard. He was on the show a couple weeks ago from the African-American Heritage Gun Club. Uh, we had folks from the Pink Pistols, the gay anti-bashing group, uh, there at the organization. Got to, got to uh, hang out with. Uh, here, here's the, here's the other thing I noticed. Now, I, I didn't get to do a lot of listening because I volunteered for the event. I did some of the security. We were watching out for ne'er-do-wells. We were watching out for, for ringers. Something I learned when I was, uh, working with the Tea Party years ago. If you make it very well, I mean, this, this is back when, 
people would occasionally come to tea parties with racist T-shirts and signs and just magically happened to stand in front of uh, cameras uh, waiting to be seen. Uh, and w- we found out that if you roam the crowd with cameras and make it well known that anybody with a racist sign, uh, racist T-shirts, uh, will be publicized and probably crowdsourced, they tend to stay away. And they tend to stay away. I say tend to stay away because most of them are ringers. Most of them are anti well, back then, anti-Tea Party, pro-tax. Today, they tend to be anti-gun people who are trying to discredit us. And not that it takes uh, much effort to get the media to play along, because uh, while we had a great crowd of people and some amazing speakers, the media beclowned itself. And that's another way of saying the media was at the gun rally. But no, and seriously, the, the media completely beclowned themselves. Uh, Channel 5 sent a camera crew, and they spent some time covering the speakers and covering the event, and they spent an equal amount of time. They spent, they spent the same time on six people 200 yards away from the protest having an anti-gun picnic at the foot of the Capitol Mall. Six people. They, spent, they gave them the same time as they gave 3,000 of us. This was after weeks after giving slavish coverage to 20,000 of their bobbleheads at the Capitol Mall. They, they gave them equal time to the good guys. And that wasn't even the dumbest thing. There was a woman there from Channel 9. I didn't get her name. She wasn't especially friendly. Uh, although I was, I, I was on my best manners, pinky swear. And uh, she got out of there, and witnesses said she just sounded like she was just so miserable at the thought of having to spend time dealing with a bunch of gun nuts. Well, and, and it showed in her coverage. Uh, she managed to interview some of, I mean, I think it seemed to me like she sought out some of the worst spoken possible people, people who fit the cliche, by the way. I think everyone I saw her interview had, it was dressed like a biker, nothing wrong with bikers. There were a lot of bikers there. A lot of, a lot of bikers are big Second Amendment supporters. Not a lot of, there's a lot of them out there who are not especially well spoken as well. And she managed to find some very, Let's, people, let's just say people who haven't spent a lot of their time developing their oratorical skills. God bless them. Not necessarily the best, most vocal, mediagenic representatives of the cause, although they're certainly uh, people that we were glad to see there. And then, oh, this had to happen. You just knew it. There's a lot of people there with a lot of flags, a lot of signs, a lot of American flags, a lot of Gadsden, don't tread on me flags. And one person, actually one small group of people there with a Confederate flag. And yeah, there's a, there's a, a, a segment of the gun control, uh, excuse me, gun rights group that ties together states' rights, individual rights and states' rights with the vanquishing of the Confederacy. And, and we've talked about this in the broadcast before. If there's anything I can condemn the Confederacy for, it's betting the Tenth Amendment, <laughs> staking the Tenth Amendment on the right to own other human beings. Thanks for nothing, Deep South. But there was one Confederate flag there, and guess what the lady from Channel 9 had her camera guy focus on to exclusion of everyone else at that rally? Oh, you know it. You'd think it was a white supremacy rally. Here's the thing. We had a couple of excellent African-American speakers, Daniel Ward, Louis Denard from the African-American Heritage Gun Club. We had a native Hawaiian there, Willis Lee. We And, and out in the crowd, I mean... Uh, 
gun rights supporters reflect Minnesotans. A lot, a lot of white males. We'll talk about that in a minute here. A lot of women there, uh, and and a lot. By the way, a lot of African Americans, more than I've ever seen at a gun rights rally before. A lot of Latinos, a lot of Pacific Islanders, a fair number of them. And here's the deal: among all those crowds, African American, Latino, Asian, lots of Asians there, Pacific Islanders. I saw more of them at the gun rally that I've seen at every Protect Minnesota and Moms Want Action rally in history in Minnesota <laughs> because they are the cranky old white people with their ELCA hair uh, rallying in Egan and by the Stone Arch Bridge where they don't have to worry about perpetrators. Anyway, here's the other thing I noticed, and that was the fascinating part. Uh, while there have always been a lot of women at gun rights rallies, the vast majority have been there as significant others with, with, their, with their boyfriends or husbands. Nothing wrong with that. Couples are people too. But... One thing I saw that I'd never seen before, a number of different groups of women, never never one at a time, but a lot of women showing up in small throngs, twos, threes, fives, coming out. I was looking, I'm thinking, are these like U of M students who are here to, to break things up? No, they were women who were there to take part and rally for the Second Amendment. And this is a huge development, folks. This... And not only do, I mean, women coming out in groups as themselves to rally for the Second Amendment is big. Oh, that's the other thing. I saw a couple of young African-American men dressed like young African-American teens, something that some people might have found threatening. But by God, they were there to rally for the Second Amendment. Struck up a conversation. They were there for the exact same reason I was and the other 2,997 of us were. We were the real Minnesota. We were the real Minnesotans. By the way, one excellent article about a girl with a gun uh, came out uh, this past week in the Star Tribune. By one example, the media not be clowning itself. More on that when we come back. In a crackling fire, it's there. Bubbling at the headwaters of the Mississippi. Glowing inside the canvas walls of a yurt. Basking by the lake at one of Minnesota's classic resorts. Tuning its strings. Taking the stage a thousand feet below the earth in an underground state park. And whispering through the trees at Tetaguchi. It's magic. And it's waiting to be discovered. Only in Minnesota. Visit exploreminnesota.com. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster. 
and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of Z-Quiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z-Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, go to GetZQuiet.com. Z-Quiet fits both men and women. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. Text SLEEP to 246810 or go to GetZQuiet.com. I'm Jan Markell, helping you understand the times. I think one of the big problems that we're seeing and have been seeing in a long time in the church is apathy toward the prophetic things, the return of Christ. When I first came to the Lord, one of the main emphases in the church was the blessed hope of Christ's return. Today, few churches will reference this theme, and the question is why? Do we believe that his return could not happen for a long time, so there is no reason to accent it? Or have we lost our vision of seeing him rule and reign from Jerusalem? There may be many reasons why the blessed hope is ignored today, but it still remains an emphasis in the Bible. If Jesus and the early church thought it was important to encourage, I think we need to re-examine our theology to include it today. For more information, visit our website, olivetreeviews.org, for our complete radio program, also heard each weekend on this station. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Yeah, last Saturday I was at the uh, gun rights rally at the Minnesota State Capitol. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, of course, met a lot of great people. Uh, The media largely beclowned itself, with a few exceptions. Minnesota Public Radio's coverage was relatively fair, at least on the surface, although word came out that they're working on a story trying to tie gun rights groups to <clears throat> racism and white supremacy. Uh, and there is no such tie. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you can find racists and white supremacists that own guns and may even be pro-Second Amendment, uh, but correlation does not equal causation. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there's racists everywhere, including <clears throat> among the public radio audience. Oh, yes, we'll get back to that a little later on here as well. But the, the folks from NPR were were did a fairly decent job but there was there was one other reporter who wasn't at the rally necessarily but he he wrote a piece this past week that I honestly had to disp- say I, I would have honestly despaired of ever seeing something like it in the Twins me- uh, Twin Cities media a fellow named Richard Chin at the Star Tribune uh, wrote a piece on a good friend of mine a young woman named Sarah Cade who you if you're involved in the gun rights movement you've probably run into her at some point if you're involved if you used to be involved with Gokra uh, when it did large events, and if you've been involved in the Gun Owners Caucus in recent years, you've probably met Sarah Cade or at least run across some of her work. And if you're not involved in Gun Owners Caucus, what are you waiting for? Get out there and join? I mean, this is the time when good, the good guys have to step up and be heard. Anyway, I digress. Uh, Richard Chin did a great article about uh, Sarah, uh, who I've known for years. I can, I, She's a good friend of mine. 
uh, within the gun rights movement and to some extent outside as well. We, uh, she, you know, social level. We have known Sarah for quite a while now. And I, I guess you can see the news hook here when you read the headline. Liberal Maplewood millennial isn't your typical gun rights advocate. Quote, we're normal people, end quote. Uh, it's a good headline. Uh, she's described as a self-described liberal gun nut who advocates for gun owners' rights. Piece starts off, uh, here's how Sarah Cade used to think of American gun owners. Old, fat, white guys, and they're all racist, and they hate everyone. So the propaganda mission was accomplished uh, with her, but got turned back somewhere along the way. As Chin notes, of course, that was before she got a gun. Cade is young, biracial, passionately liberal. I know personally for a fact that that is true. Uh, she is passionately liberal. Uh, but I quote, she's also become a self-described gun nut, staunch defender of gun ownership. But she wants to be nice about it. And I quote, Chin quoting, I have a talent for disagreeing with people without being a jerk about it, she said. I don't like hostility in any of my interactions. I'm very non-confrontational. Cade's a millennial from Maplewood, didn't come from a hunting family or grow up around guns. In fact, she's been a gun owner for only about five years. Uh, still, she's trying to be a new non-threatening face for gun rights advocacy in Minnesota. She writes pro-gun op-ed articles, testifies at legislative hearings, lobbies her legislator, gets quoted in newspaper articles, and interviewed on podcasts. She debates people online, speaks at public forums, and appears in gun rights advocacy videos. In many ways, she defies the stereotype of a Second Amendment crusader. Well, yes, indeed, she does. Of course, it's a stereotype that is painstakingly set up by the rest of the media to make sure that we are all completely framed in terms of public perception. Uh, That's what they do. But uh, anyway, Sarah is, in fact, very much uh, the opposite opposite of that stereotype in a lot of ways. and and this is important. And by the way, it goes on to be an excellent piece. And I, I, I actually linked the piece in my blog this past week at shotinthedark.info uh, in a piece entitled Old White Guys. We'll come back to that in just a moment here because this has been popping up a lot this past week. Uh, the article on Cade was excellent, really was. And it, and it shows that there's a lot of people in the gun rights movement, as just as I observed when I was describing my day at the gun rights rally this last week, yes, you had pretty much the entire African-American American heritage gun club showing up black folks reclaiming African-American heritage uh, for self-defense, which is something we've been telling you about in this broadcast for years. I mean, I remember one of the best interviews I've had in recent years was Lewis Cobb, who wrote a book called this nonviolent stuff will get you killed. He was one of the original freedom riders who went to you know, liberal Northeastern college kids who went down to the deep South to register black voters during the civil rights movement 50 odd years ago. And he was one of the lucky ones who got sent off into the backwoods, back into the bayous, away from the media, where the Klan romped and played freely. And the only way to protect civil rights workers going out to register voters was with the, the threat of force. And it, Ed Cobb, in his book, This Nonviolent Stuff Will Get You Killed, which I explicitly recommend to anyone, especially African Americans uh, and liberals, uh, without, without the ability to defend themselves, the civil rights movement would, uh, movement would have had a much harder time getting started in the Deep South. Might have happened. But the bloodshed would have been in 
amazing, biblical. Anyway, the the uh, <laughs> Sarah, anyway Sarah Kate is is one is one example of that. We had of course members of the Pink Pistols who were a gay self defense group. We had like I said women pouring out of the uh, 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 coming out in by themselves in groups in numbers I have never seen before at a at a gun rights rally, and it's showing some signs that that, that in fact uh, that that the traditional movement as the strip keeps calling them old white guys. Uh, while they're still the mainstream of the movement, and nothing wrong with that. I mean, <laughs> middle-aged white guys are people too. Uh, a lot of them do great things for our society. Nonetheless, it's harder to stereotype than some would like it to be. And when I say some, it was is interesting. One of the 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 leaders of the well, I should say one of the more depraved leaders of the anti-gun movement, the Twin Cities, a woman named Rachel Joseph, who thought Protect Minnesota wasn't radical enough and broke away and formed her own group, and she was seen hovering around the edges like the skulking hamster she is, and she tweeted, having come no closer than a hundred yards to the actual event, looks like a bunch of old white guys. To which I had to respond, yeah. It's much more diverse than any anti-gun meeting that has ever taken place in the Twin Cities. Ever. Ever. The anti-gun group is the stereotype of of white, upper-middle-class, entitled liberals awash in urban progressive privilege. This idea that no one... Urban progressive privilege is when when you spend your entire life not having to accept the idea of such a thing as political diversity, moral uh, different moral ways of looking in the world at the world than you were brought up with in in progressive America. So anyway, the movement that's out there is a lot more diverse, a lot more interesting than either the media will let on or wants to let on. And then uh, our opposition will admit. And that's a good thing because it is truly a movement that, that crosses all demographic, age, racial, gender lines, unlike the gun control movement, which is basically upper middle class privileged uh, white people with political power trying to disarm people who aren't like them and who, uh, whether they're white or black, doesn't matter. Now, this was met with something that kind of brought me back to the good old days. Now, when, when someone like a Rachel Joseph, who, again, is has suffered some traumas in her life, uh, I'll give her that. I'm not going to go into details because she's perfectly fine at giving you all the details herself. She lost a relative. The relative was shot by someone. And to hear describe the, the, the subject, she, there, she lost an aunt to a gun that spontaneously animated itself. Which is, by the way, the way every single one of these people on the other side always describes any gun crime that happens. There's no perpetrator uh, mentioned. It's just a gun. As if it was the gun that turned the perpetrator evil. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Anyway. Uh, We had a little blast from the past this week, uh, though. Now, Sarah, the piece on Sarah Cade, wonderful piece. I recommend you read it. I may link it at Shot in the Dark when I get a moment here. Uh, but you knew, you knew it had to get some pushback from some of the old guard uh, in the uh, in the Twin Cities uh, anti-gun movement. And of course, there is no older guard than our old friend Nick Coleman, who saw this and did what every uh, every 
ancient grandier of the left does. Uh, starts with the name calling. Uh, and when you read the story, I'm going to urge you to take a look at uh, a piece that I wrote this past week about Nick Coleman's response. It's, it's entitled, it's out of Shot in the Dark, that info entitled Nick Coleman. Still a monkey. If you remember the early days of the show, you'll get the, re- get the reference. If not, that's okay. You're not missing anything. But Coleman, who was a former big cheese and uh, the only liberal columnist in Minnesota, too dumb uh, and expensive to be kept out at the Strib ever, uh, turned his uh, kind of dissipated sounding eye, let's be frank, uh, to the piece with the same kind of even-handed logic that made him our favorite kick toy back in 2000 until whenever he disappeared from the scene, I think 2010-ish or so. Nick Coleman tweeted after reading the Star Tribune piece about Sarah Cade, and I'm going to do my Nick Coleman impression here. Wussy thing about Star Tribune puff piece on Poster Girl for the, quote, civil rights group that opposes all sensible gun laws in Minnesota? No comments allowed. Comments are banned when they are A, expected to be ridiculous, or B, the story is ridiculous. Um, I pick B. Well, Nick, I pick C. Nick Coleman is ridiculous. Whenever a African-American woman comes out for a cause that breaks from the liberal narrative, you can expect the comments to be ridiculous, a.k.a. threatening uh, defamatory and probably just a little bit scary if you're a normal human being. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Let's go to the phones when we come back. Let's take a quick break first. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty. The page just keeping the conciliary on his toes there, just getting him back into the habit. As we go over our discussion with stupid, sorry, Nick Coleman. AM 1280, The Patriot. There's not a day that goes by that I don't hear from somebody, either through an email or a comment or a text message, about how people love their relief factor. If you have back pain, neck pain, leg pain, pain from working out at the gym, just pain that you think you have to live with, think again. There's a perfect alternative to ibuprofen. There's a perfect alternative to prescription drugs. Relief factor developed by physicians, made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. You know what it works on? I know what it works on. I know what it goes after is the inflammation that causes the pain to begin with. But don't just take my word for it. I can tell you all day long that it works for me, and it does. I take a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening. My lower back pain is completely eliminated. But you try it. Go to relieffactor.com. Sign up for the three-week quick start. It costs just nineteen ninety-five. You give it a three-week shot. Decide if it's for you or not. If it's not, you're only out 20 bucks. What do you have to lose except for the pain? ReliefFactor.com. 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 Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S.com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. 
Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away. So I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263. Declare your freedom from your dusty, cracked garage floor. Call the experts at Zone Garage Minnesota. They use a patented ZG Shield polyurea, different and superior to any product in the market. The polyurea is designed for maximum resistance to abrasion and is UV resistant, meaning it will never turn yellow and can be applied throughout the year, regardless of weather. Zone Garage can install your durable, easy-to-clean garage floor in one day. Call Zone Garage Minnesota at 651-485-0409 or visit ZoneGarageMN.com. Too black, too strong. Too black, too strong. Yo, Chuck, these honey dribbles are still front on us. So no AM you 1280, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. What a brother know once again back is the incredible rhyme animal, the uncannable thief. I was humming this one at the uh, rally last week, I gotta say. Hey, Mitch, how can you hum rap? Oh, believe me, it's an acquired skill, but. Darned if I didn't acquire it. Uh, to quote Nick Coleman, No comments allowed. Comments are banned when A, they are expected to be ridiculous, or B, the story is ridiculous. Um, I pick B for bloggers. That's Nick Coleman. It's not a bad impression, honestly. It sounds like I'm trying to sound more like Elmer Fudd or or someone with a head injury. That's the point. That's kind of how Nick Coleman sounds, how he ever got on the radio, not just the idiot liberal talk station, but the evil talk empire in its heyday, uh, back when they were sort of addicted to newspaper columnists and this idea that they made good talk show hosts. That explains a lot. But no, Nick Coleman, for starters, anything to do with online life is beyond you and always, always been beyond you. B, when you have a black woman carrying a gun and speaking up for gun rights, you can expect the comments to be ridiculous. And by the way, you can expect Nick Coleman to be ridiculous at best. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Let's go to the phones. Line one, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead. Hello. Hello. Hi, can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. You're on the air. Yes, uh, you're talking about the the old white men with the guns kind of thing. Yep. And then you said there are lots of other kinds of people that have guns at their rally, but I think there's some other group that you might not have mentioned. Okay. And I think I have um, someone in our family who is um, uh, in a wheelchair, not much mobility or speaking ability, but the... That person's, that, that little girl's um, dad is a hunter, and there's a place in Wisconsin where people with disabilities can go and hunt. It's true. 
So he get, he he um, put her in her camos, put her in a blind, gave her her gun, her rifle, with a scope on it and a puff, so that she could either puff or blow to fire the the trigger. Wow! And uh, she was out there, and she made a hit. She shot a bear, and he went and put the blood under her eyes. And she said, "She said you got to drink the blood." She said, "I'm not drinking the blood," but she had the bear. <laughs> she shot a few deer as well. Wow! So I think there are people that use guns that um, for that are not considered old white men. Right. But the disability community, there are many of them, too, and I don't know if any of them turned out for that. You know, it would have been a hard slog to get them up to the Capitol, I have a hunch. Although, we did right. have a few people who were, uh, I think we did have someone there in a wheelchair. And there, Obviously, uh, at least one person there on, on, uh, on crutches right. who looked like that. So anyway, yeah, it, it's, so they, the they do. The community is, is important yeah. to be included in this as well for self-defense as well. As You're absolutely right. In fact, one of the stories that, that helped, that I have that I've, that I remember helping sell me on the idea of, of self-defense itself as well as uh, the idea of, of disabled people. I, well, actually, one argument that I've used for years. I mean, when you when you fight for the Second Amendment, eventually you're going to run to someone who says, "Well, all you got to do is learn a martial art, or maybe get down to the gym and you know, kind of stay in shape." It's like, well, yeah, except if you're like 85 years old or in a wheelchair, or you have some congenital condition that makes it difficult for you to to be up there physically wrestling with a bunch of teenage and 20-something criminals battering down your door. Uh, a story that I remember was a, a very handicapped 75-year-old man who moved with a walker or a wheelchair, depending on what kind of day he was having, uh, had a home invasion. And he shot and killed one of the home invaders and sent the rest of them fleeing because uh, uh, they, <laughs> the survival instinct kicked in. Uh, but yes, this was a guy who was not going to be able to go face-to-face, toe-to-toe, with uh, a bunch of thugs who'd broken into his house. They'd already kicked the door down. It wouldn't have been hard to kick him down had they tried, had they wanted to, had they not been resisted. And, and and by the way, I appreciate the the call from uh, this our previous caller here. It's an excellent point, one that I had uh, neglected, uh, out of sight, out of mind. But it's absolutely correct, and and one that's absolutely important if you are handicapped uh, to 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 know that that you're not helpless in the face of crime. Well, I, I even know, and this is an interesting one. I know of people who are highly vision impaired. Let's just say who've at least learned how to handle a firearm just in case. Now, this would be an absolute extreme, uh, and, and it may be, a more, may be more a matter of handling a gun safety ra- safely rather than necessarily using it for self-defense, but for so many other cases, uh, for, for people who, who have no other options for defending themselves, uh, certainly no other physical options themselves, who aren't going to go all Muhammad Ali on, on, on a, a bunch of home invaders, it's a much better, much safer, much, uh, much more survivable option. And for that matter, I mean, I'm a guy who's who's past his prime fist fighting years by a by a decade or two, uh, and if I got beset by one or more twenty somethings, I'd probably be hard pressed to to go a couple rounds with them. Uh, at this point, and let's be honest, so would you, whoever you are. Once you get past a certain age, your 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 brawling days are behind you. And when the threat is actually a lethal threat to your life or personal safety, 
and it is literally a matter of life or death, not figuratively, but literally, the gun is what gives you the edge you need to survive. And that's, the most of this audience knows this. For most of this audience, it's common sense. For the people who were gathered at the periphery of last week's rally, there's no such thing as common sense. For Nick Coleman, common sense was something he heard about before he got whatever happened to him that made him the way he was. Bloggers. Anyway, it's it was almost like old times having Nick Coleman to kick around again. I mean, we those of us who founded this broadcast back in 2004, uh, basically that was our – every week was something else with Nick Coleman, who, by the way, I don't know if it's why he lost his job at the Star Tribune, but certainly he – for going after former co-host and charter member of the name Scott Johnson on his on, in his column saying, hey, when is he doing his bank work if he's writing his blog during business hours? Uh, cost them TCF, Twin Cities Federal's uh, advertising uh, budget uh, at the Star Tribune, $250,000 worth. Yeah. Talk about your ridiculous comments, Nick. Probably people who should have banned their own ridiculous comments, don't you think? Oh, wait. He doesn't think. This is the guy who thought Tim Pawlenty brought down the I-35W bridge. Anyway, congratulations to Sarah Cade. Congratulations and thanks to Richard Chin for writing a great piece. Coming up next hour, oh, much, much, much more. Mary Franzen joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, her female genital mutilation bill. Oh, yeah, it's back, and so is the coalition against it. Go nowhere. I'll be right back. My sins and bring the day that I'm dreaming about. Next time I'm in the club, everybody's screaming out. God, show me the way. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Todd, Liberty Mutual just saved me $782. Liberty did what? what? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Maybe I should switch to Liberty Mutual. Visit us online to. Hey, stop echoing. Sorry. Visit us online to get a quote, and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, Equal Housing Insurer. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Visit ndrnow.com. That's ndrnow.com. Go now to ndrnow.com. ndrnow.com. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. 
With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, 